Aloha Maui Nui. Hey, this is Josh Porter. And Jason Verkart. You do that the same way every time. I know, time. I'm trying to get it like exactly <laughs> the same. Perfect. So <laughs> hey folks, this is the Solar Coaster. Welcome. Episode, Episode 74. We're gonna talk uh, to Sonin about their new Ecolinks product. These this is the beginning of um, our first series of interviews we did at SPI, which was last week, uh, the largest uh, renewable energies trade show, uh, North America Smart Energy Week. Uh, thank you folks over at uh, Solar Power Events for getting us in there. We did our live show from there last week, and now we've get to talk about um, pretty much everything else we saw at the show. Kind of remarkable <laughs> experience. I'm gonna I'm gonna resist the temptation to just start talking about that for the whole show. Yeah, we but can. I mean, we you can. know, a, a big mahalos to SEPA, Smart Energy Power Alliance, all the collaboration there, as well as SIA, uh, Solar Energy Industries Association, uh, yep. Abigail Ross Hopper, CEO, Julie Hamm, CEO of, uh, of SEPA. You know, a lot of great collaboration there. Tremendous amount of technology, amazingly talented people, super smart people everywhere. It's just like breathing. It's like oxygen, man. Just being yeah, around them so, amazing so, people. Yeah, so, so, so cool. <laughs> yeah, so really enjoyed it. Learned so much. Uh, we had a really good presence there with the solar coaster. We had about we, six or seven staff members, right? That yeah, was really yeah. cool. One of those guys is here, Mr. Uh, solar Anthony. Thanks for coming in today, buddy. How are you? Good. Aloha, Maui. How yeah, are we doing? We're doing good. Right. We're doing excellent. Yeah. Uh, and on, on a special note, this is uh, Mr. Solar Anthony's one-year anniversary of his first appearance on the solar coaster. Wow. Yes, uh, Thank you, sir. Been on the coaster for a year. <laughs> now <laughs> riding up and down yep. <laughs> okay okay and the, the real coaster and the uh, and the radio coaster right yeah. so yeah, there you go okay folks so we jump right into this we got a lot to cover go, uh, exciting go. stuff this uh folks this is the solar coaster renewable energy theme talk show right here in lovely maui county we can be found fridays at 105 p.m on koi 1110 a.m fm stations 96.7 fm central maui 96.5 fm west side 98.7 fm up country the website jay website www.solar-co Coaster.com. That's a hyphen. Solar-coaster.com. You can listen live. You can get uh, streaming. You can see pictures of. All, we're actually putting pictures of all our SPI escapades up there, uh, the, the good ones anyway. <laughs> and uh, scroll down the page. You can get on our mailing list and also submit questions to the show. Uh, we also have all our podcasts up there. If you are a podcast person, iTunes, Stitcher, and TuneIn all carry the Solar Coaster. Type in Solar Coaster there. You'll get our little SC yellow logo and uh, take us everywhere. Absolutely. we got some great sponsors that have kept the solar coaster on air. Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonin Battery, of which today's show is about, but now they're named Sonin. Yep. Right? Right. It's and, no longer um, Sonin Battery. Right. Mm. Pika Energy and Sundrum Solar. And I'm not going to say who it is, but we got another uh, great uh, collaborating sponsoring company kind of poking around back. the coast Yeah, we, we met some folks actually before we went to SPI, but we, we hooked up with them. Um, fantastic people. As we always say, they're like the right side of solar folks. Right. You know, they're, yeah, they're doing yeah. it right, and we love them. I think they'll fit yeah. right into the family. So looking forward Absolutely. to kind of, uh, you know, stamping that uh, very shortly. Excellent. Um, so let's get right into our news and events and, and right get and into, into the this, news, huh? right into the news. Chernobyl begins new life as Solar Power Park. This is something special here. <laughs> Um, there's a certain kind of flavor to this thing that's amazing. Right. Um, so the they just turned on their first one megawatt install. Um, I, I was actually doing the accent earlier on, but it's in the Ukraine, of course, in Chernobyl. You're trying the, the, the Chernobyl accent? area. You can, it's, it's literally right 
near the big metal dome, which is covering over the old reactor. Right. Um, now, this reactor, the, the area around this can't be used for farming, obviously, because of radiation concerns. And in fact, oh, there's yeah. a quote in here that um, people can't live in the area for another 24,000 years, <laughs> according to Ukrainian authorities. Right. Um, so, but it is safe. To, I mean, they've actually been doing tours for a while. You can go and you can tour the area. There are, no certain, there are certain zones that they won't let you bring. And of course, everybody has to carry a little Geiger counter thing. But they will. you will actually be able to walk through it um but they've been installing solar it seems like a great way to use the space right <laughs> yeah there's something particularly uh meaningful i guess about that right because sure. you know this was a nuclear power plant that that you know had a meltdown and it was kind of it's the 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 one that everyone associates with the issue of a meltdown right uh, initially and uh and and here is the the space being utilized to create clean energy and and, and a fair amount of it too what's the size of this system about uh 2,000 well, household capability. This one, yeah, my, a Meg, um, 2,000 households. It's about four acres. So anybody, <clears throat> anybody wants to, to figure that out. It's so it's not huge, uh, but they Ukrainian authorities have offered up in, to investors nearly 2,500 hectares. That's uh, 6,250 acres for, mm. for those of us in Fair the United States. Uh, quite a bit of land uh, to construct f f solar on, and it's extremely cheap. Mm. because they really can't use it for much else. So it makes a really, really great amount of sense. Uh, these investors are actually really uh, attracted to it because the land is so cheap and because the Ukraine is paying about 50% um, more than the, mm. the, the average European price, which is already high. So right. it makes ROI kind of work. <laughs> I mean, just, just <laughs> at, a, at a rapid pace. Just amazing to think of that's how that land's being utilized now. Okay, let's jump over to what's going on. Um, you want to look at that uh, community solar one? Well, this let's is talk a, about them. This, this is going to be a long, rabbit hole. Oh, yeah, geez. it really is. Uh, long conversation. So this gentleman uh, writing to Green Tech Media, Josh Garrett, uh, wrote in as his experience trying to get into a community solar program. Now, for those that don't right. know, community solar is a way for uh, people who can't get solar for one reason or another, say you live in an apartment building, uh, there's no way you can physically put enough panels on top of that building to power all the residents right. of that building. Right. And of course, it's a communal space, so who would own it? Mm -hmm. um, community solar is a, like they built a solar farm off-site somewhere else and you basically buy it's like timeshare <laughs> you, you buy a piece of it you buy a piece. but then you get the renewable energy credits the recs mm -hmm. applied to your bill for whatever percentage of the the community solar program that you own right 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 so he was going through the process i mean this is a guy who's out there he already believes we need to do something about climate change. He describes he himself as a, uh, what does he yeah. say, as a staunch <laughs> renewable energy advocate and a and climate, climate hawk. hawk. Yes. Oh man, he thought about so that one. So, he's, so, so he really, really wants that for ideological reasons. He really wants to be a community solar owner. Right. 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 And he's actually not an apartment building, but I guess his roof line is, is shaded with quite a bit of trees. Heavily shaded. Heavily shaded yeah. Can't get solar on his home. So looking for a a, um, a community solar project, but had no end of trouble trying to actually get in yeah, and it's yeah. and it's and it comes down to some simple questions he basically wants to follow the money he wants to see where it's going and the salespeople that are coming to 
his house to do presentations are doing presentations about oh how climate change is ruining the world and oh well, energy prices are going to go sure, up well sure. we don't know energy prices are going to go up in fact if we get more renewables it probably go down we hope but um it's in the sales process wasn't very the guys weren't very educated and absolutely, how to actually absolutely absolutely this. not and that doesn't surprise me at all either jay right because sure. i can see how the you know the, the group could kind of hit miss the mark and focus in on the why rather than the the what and the how right yeah so they're yeah. sitting there going hey it's really important because of climate change and he's like duh yeah that's why i'm I, talking I'm to you <laughs> <laughs> I've been trying to get solar in my house for a decade. I can't do it. And now I'm here and community solar is available and I want to do it. And tell me all about it. And the guy's like, hey, climate change is here. Yeah. Solar is good. Yeah. <laughs> but, it's, but, it's, but it's really, really bad. I mean, the, the one quote I really love on this is a follow-up marketing email from them. After, uh, after he already had his meeting and it actually declared two bills are better than one. In what universe? <laughs> <laughs> like a small electric bill unless, and a small uh, uh, yeah, uh, whatever. Yeah, maybe, maybe. I'm sure that's what they meant. Yeah. But honestly, I mean, who? unless you are the one sending the bills, who yeah, has two yeah. bills is better than one. It's yeah, just I mean, completely even, misdirected. Even within the industry, it's not clear to me how this is going to be marketed. You know, it's particularly relevant here in Hawaii because we've just been approved for some uh, for community solar, which yep. we've been kind of behind the eight ball with that. Yep. So uh, we'll look forward to kind of getting some clarity and some bullet points and just kind of be able to just map that out very clearly for folks. Yeah, so, absolutely. I, and I kind of I want to. I get him on. I want to get him on the show. I mean, I'm going to call him after this. <laughs> yeah, absolutely messed up. What are we trying um, for next? I sent you this one. Wind farms may actually warm the U.S. Uh, what? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to be totally honest. I didn't even read this yet. Uh, you, didn't read, you didn't read this one? Okay. Um, well, if you remember, a couple, I want to say like a month back, we talked about how wind farms in the desert would change the climate such that they would actually be more green, more, mm -hmm. I mean, there would be more rainfall because of the disruptive aspect. Um, you need to think science. Um, you can't create or destroy this energy. It just changes form, right? So wind has energy. It's pushing itself through mm -hmm. the world. And we are capturing that and changing that into mechanical energy and then in, into electrical energy through those turbines, right? So the big yep. turbine takes the energy out of the wind. Well, what does that do? It actually slows the wind down and disrupts it. So what they're saying <laughs> is that these um, having large-scale wind farms will actually heat up areas because the wind can't carry the heat off as it would have at, at the right. speed it would have right. previously so that's what this is this whole bit but it actually came out there were two separate papers about the same topic that uh -huh. came out in the uh, environmental research newsletters uh, this this month so you know, was two papers on, on two papers that. on exactly how wind would would heat up areas or change the weather patterns in different areas it's like putting an asphalt floor down or you know parking lot of <laughs> yeah. course it's going to change you know the temperature too it's like anything you do in the environment is going to affect it somewhere right yeah I, I mean and and that's kind of the conversation is we're doing all these things putting up a whole lot of solar panels putting out a whole lot of wind farms what is the impact i mean obviously we're getting more energy out of the environment but what are the the other impacts and and quite honestly we don't know them all mm-hmm Absolutely, yeah. It's uh, that's that's crazy. Okay, how about you want to jump over to Hawaii and, and just kind of move Let's into that a section little, there? Hawaii business, sure. Go right ahead. All right. Well, how about uh, the uh, five reasons to be optimistic about Hawaii's it's another clean long energy one. future? <laughs> yes. We get that knock that one out. Five, five reasons. Go. 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 Um, we have a lot to be optimistic about. This is the first reason. Um, we started out. We were getting. Um, was, was it ten years ago? We were getting like six percent of our energy from renewable sources. Um, it, 
I think a lot of that was geothermal, right, at the time, because the, the geothermal plant was online. Not a, not a lot of solar existed. Um, we're now up to 28%, right, wow, right yeah. now, today. It's kind yeah. of amazing to think that over that 10-year period, there's been that level uh, of increase. You know, and that's probably right. attributed almost, you know, it's wind and solar. I mean, yep. that's really what it Eight, is, right? 80,000 private rooftop solar systems. Oh, they qu- they're saying 80,000 now. 80,000. 60,000 has been the number we've always had on the kind of, you know. Well, it's been expanding, yeah. 80,000. 80,000. Almost six figures. It's going to get there really, really soon. Um, and on Kauai, they have 4,000 private systems mm-hmm. as well. Um, so so a lot of a lot of this is all about how we've, we've made a lot of progress. Um, renewable energy is getting cheaper. Right. There's another another reason. Yep. Every ta- every time we turn around, we're talking about higher efficiencies, cheaper panels, cheaper this, uh, less install cost. Keep an eye out for that one mm-hmm. uh, later on in our in our second half because cheaper install mm-hmm. cost is what it's all about, uh, and you can do a whole lot more with it. Um, what else? Uh, we're right. using we're using less energy, right? We got we got our more and more efficient more and more efficient yeah. appliances. Everybody's got the little green Echo Star whatever rating. You know, you want five stars, ten stars, whatever it happens to be. Uh, but your AC is is the splits are more efficient. The LED lighting is more efficient. We're just getting more efficient as we go. Um, new construction of new homes, new windows. They're all more efficient. So we get we can use less energy going forward um and then innovation is booming that's another the second half that's kind of the most exciting part of it right (laughs) absolutely um huge huge amounts of innovation everybody's coming up with new and interesting ways to do things um with renewable energy creating new new renewable energy your future focus is a whole new way to create yeah they reference the elemental accelerator this kind of uh, yep. incubator that we have out here in hawaii and by the way uh, blue uh, planet energy was recently uh, uh awarded or selected to be part of the, the current year cohort nice so congratulations nice. to those fellows we saw those guys out in spi and they're all really excited about as that. well um so and then we're working on clean transportation which is a big big deal uh if if our Desire for desire for this this diesel fuel for for electrical generation goes away. The supplemental effect is that the gasoline prices are going to go up. But we're working on electrification and transportation mm-hmm. as well, which is going to get us um, to that state of of 100% much much quicker. And it's actually cheaper to do it faster than than not. There's multiple reports at this point. Um, there are, however, some challenges. There are real hurdles. Mm. Um, because it's not easy. We're, we're completely changing the infrastructure, right? Um, the one I don't like here so much is utilities have to change their business models. More renewables are built, brought online. Customers are not just users, but the generators. Now, that doesn't necessarily have to be true. Um, like the, the community solar aspect um, is, is one I mean, the home itself doesn't the have home to itself generate. doesn't have to generate power. Uh, we have other ways to do it. Uh, the utility themselves are investing in renewable generation of one kind or another. A lot of those are through private companies that they're buying the power from, but it's not necessarily going to be the homeowner that is has to generate the power in order to, to leverage some of these renewable mm-hmm. technologies. Um, so I'm not quite sure about that one. Um, markets will be disrupted. This is what I was talking about. It's, it's painful. It's painful to change infrastructure. So we're going to have to find new ways to charge our cars <laughs> we're gonna have to find new ways to uh to generate more power whatever it happens to be um if you don't have the roof space maybe you put it in the lawn but then you lose something in the process mm. so there there are, there are hurdles and of course there's a lot more work to do we don't know everything 
that uh, we've never done this before as 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 a species. <laughs> it's a yeah, it's a test bed. They talk about that. You know, what kind of occurs to me here is they're talking about how uh, if we accelerate even faster past mm-hmm. the, uh, the 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 goals of like 2045, 100% in renewable energies, uh, we could actually do it much more economically. Well, we're supposed to right? be what is it? Was it 50% by 2030? Well, there's there's one that comes up at 2020. We have to be 20% renewable by yeah, we're, 2020. We're, we're, we're at 20, 28, yeah, we're which is at 28, great for so Hawaii. Good, yeah. Go Hawaii, <laughs> you know. <laughs> Absolutely, but um, yeah, I think it's I think it's 50% by 2030, and I think we can knock that out in in a heartbeat here next couple yeah. of years. I mean, well, the most compelling piece is that that quote that we heard before, which is that it's 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 more economical for us to do it faster. Right, mm-hmm. because of the uh, foregone costs of exporting money to you know in petrodollars. Yeah, basically. absolutely, and and that makes perfect sense to me in in every stage of the game. Um, if you think about it now, you if you buy solar, you put it on your home. Um, even if you're only doing CSS, this is self supply system, um, you're already paying it off. Yeah, you know, and also, but not to dig too deep into this, but you know, thinking back on our, some of our conversations with Mayor Arakawa and you know, and even uh, Mike Victorino, one of the candidates for the next uh, mayoral, uh, they're talking about being the counter to that is to be careful about what kind of technology is selected, so mm-hmm. you don't invest in the incorrect infrastructure. Sure, and that's a really valid you know discussion point, right? Because yeah. it's like, yeah, we want to accelerate it, but if we accelerate it and kind of go down the wrong wrong, wrong road, then that could create that emissions. can be very costly, yeah. right? So, and I think that's that's the there's why there's so much hesitance. Um, especially from like large utility scale projects, I and mean, they're not going to invest millions and billions of dollars into something that's Maybe. not going to go. Maybe. <laughs> I mean, yeah. well, you know, solar seems to be pretty proving itself pretty well. Solar plus storage be proving itself pretty well. And on the utility side, for solar for has sure. storage. And I'm on the fence with. I mean, I love the idea of no, fence of, with storage. Yeah. What do you well, mean by that? No, 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 no. I mean, just the fact just the fact that it, there are other storage options. Like sure, you, you sure, know sure, me, sure, I talk sure. hydrogen all the time. I sure. like it. I would like to see more research, more options, well, more. If we can get to our future focus today, we can talk about hydrogen. We can talk about hydrogen. But I mean, you know, along just kind of so there's a huge thing to talk about there with the with all these reasons why Hawaii isn't a great place for this. But some examples of that, just to touch on it before we wrap to our our commercials, which we're going to do in 30 seconds. NSYNC is continuing to bring uh, massive uh, PPAs and projects, you know, 100 kilowatt size photovoltaic systems. Uh, This one is to Hawaii Pacific University's Ocean Institute. That just happened. Um, A lot of really cool. I mean, these bigger systems are coming and coming and coming and coming and coming. Yeah. So that's just evidence of the fact that big chunks of that percentage, right? So let's go to our um, our commercial break. We'll come back, and we're going to hear. We're going to take it over right from there, right? And yep, talk we'll, exactly yep. about talk what's about going on with something. Aloha, and welcome to Maui Solar Project. It is easy to feel rejuvenated just stepping outside on a magnificent Hawaiian day. Maui Solar Project is here to help harness that energy you feel in your body and use it to power your homes and businesses. As Laura tells us, Maui harnessed the sun so as to slow its path across the sky. Join Maui Solar Project as we harness the sun's energy and slow Hawaii's dependence on fossil fuels. Call Maui Solar Project at 269-2352. MauiSolarProject.org. Tabuchi Electric. A leading worldwide inverter manufacturer presents the second generation of the eco-intelligent battery system, the IBIS. Tabuchi's grid-friendly system includes a high-efficiency inverter, stackable batteries, and integration with Jelly software for the most adaptable battery storage system on the market. The system is optimized for energy management and cost performance. Maximize your solar investment with Tabuchi's electric eco-intelligent battery system. 
The Sonin Battery Eco is an energy storage solution that utilizes intelligent energy management software. The system is available in a variety of storage capacities and allows for expansion. Sonin Battery Eco allows you to save money by harvesting energy from your solar PV system and using that stored energy when rates are more expensive. Sonin Battery Eco is specifically designed to provide you and your family peace of mind in the event of power outage. Our unique power detection system will sense outages in real time and automatically switch over to battery power. See Sonin Battery Eco at sonin-battery.com. MIT-founded Pika Energy, makers of the Pika Energy Island, a smart energy management system that uses solar panels, lithium batteries, and intelligence to manage your energy and keep you powered even during outages. With a clean, intelligent alternative to grid power, you're in control of your energy future. Pika's Energy Island lets you manage electrical costs with HECO-ready self-supply functions. Pika's largest battery, the Harbor Plus, offers 16 kilowatt hours of stored energy and can power loads of up to 10 kilowatts. And if you need more capacity, just add a second or even third Harbor Smart battery to the same system for a maximum of 48 kilowatt hours of usable storage. Pika Energy, own your power. To learn more, visit pika-energy.com. Sundrum Solar is the manufacturer of a revolutionary thermal collector that fits on the underside of your standard PV panel to maximize energy capture per square foot. The Sundrum Solar Hybrid PVT system, combined photovoltaic and thermal, holds the world record for peak efficiency, capturing an astounding 86% usable energy. Learn how Sundrum Solar vastly improves electric, heating, and cooling economics at sundrumsolar.com. All right. Those are our wonderful uh, sponsors of Solar Coaster. Thank you so much for remember, keeping us remember, on Remember, it's no longer Sonin Battery, just Sonin. Sonin. We're going <laughs> to have to change that, change that one, one yeah, up. Absolutely. So, uh, hey, folks, we got a really, uh, I think, a special show. I mean, I say that a lot, but I think for in this particular case, it's certainly applicable and real and amazing. Uh, we're talking about Sonin's new Ecolinks product. And, you know, we did uh, have an amazing time at uh, SPI, met all these kind of great technologies. And there are certainly many that we're going to talk about. In my mind, this was the one that I was kind of I, I needed to talk about right away. Right. I was I mean I was I was surprised to see it and, and not so much that it exists, but that it, it came so under the radar. You know, they just kind of presented it. <laughs> yeah, and, and you know, because I think we, we constantly talk about this idea of how solar and storage are gonna, you know, marry with home automation. It's gonna happen, but you know, we just kinda go, Oh, it's gonna be a while. And then we're sitting there and we're seeing it right in front of us. Yeah. And it was because the kind of those industries weren't really talking to one another is what I got out of it, right? Well I, I keep telling you I see that a lot. I mean there's so there's so many times when someone is working in some renewable energy space and they're just so focused on making their one thing work and because it's got to be it's got to work it's got to be bulletproof it's got to go whether you have hurricanes typhoons yeah. power outages whatever it's, it's got to happen so it's really really mission critical stuff and they're so focused on that that they don't see what's going on in the wider kind of mm universe and so this was the first time they had actually had some cross-pollination of staff We're talking people about, came over from yeah. home automation stuff to the sonin folks and said hey you know this stuff exists and that was like the light bulb went off right. for, and, for all and, of them and it would be very that's a, that's a perfect way to put it jay and it would be very easy for the for the solar plus storage space to say hey we have to reinvent all this stuff right but instead of that they're coming out saying hey this already exists basically let's put these two worlds together let's make them talk to each other and we're going to get a really great explanation from blake and his team in, in a moment Ready yeah so let's so let's hear um from them first uh, more about sonin as a company and then we'll get into the rest of it all right we're here with Sonin, which is really exciting because your organization kindly was an initial sponsor of the Solar Coast. So thank you so much for that. Maybe for some of our listeners, you can give us a little bit of background of the company and, and you all sure. as well. Sure. So 
Yeah, well, as far as background, so I'm Blake Ruketa, Senior Vice President of Sonin Inc. and Head of the U.S. Subsidiary. And Michelle? Michelle Maple, I am Senior Director of Sales and Marketing for Sonin U.S. And I am Jessica Weiss. I am a Sales and Marketing Program Manager here at Sonin. And now, because of these new innovations, she's going to become a National Sales and Marketing Leader for Energy Automation, which will explain what that means during our, during our, our discussion. So the world will find out before the yes. so like, excellent, excellent. Great. So did you just get promoted on the show? Well, actually, new job, not a promotion. That's how it works at Sony. Yeah. New responsibility. Yeah. New, yeah, she's got more responsibility, but oh, she, that's it. That's all she gets. When you do well, you get more responsibility. Right. Yeah. Yeah. You get opportunities. Yeah. That's the go. new responsibility. That is the way to phrase it. I see how this is going. Okay. So, yeah, so as far as the, the story of our company, it's a, it's a very special company. Christoph Ulstermann, my boss, founded the company, started the innovation of the first grid-tied, behind the meter, residential energy storage systems that were made not for off-grid, but instead for grid optimization and optimized, so grid-optimized solar back in 2008. And the first a, products were released in in industry, oh, right? A decade? The first products were released in 2010, but it is absolutely the case. And, and literally, my introduction to Sonin was when I was at Tesla and, and we were benchmarking Sonin as this, this great, true innovator of residential energy storage. Right. And these are the guys that really have done it. And not just done it a little bit. I mean, we're approaching 40,000 installed and working systems. Right, amazing. And nice. this is real. Not just talk. And that's across the world. Right? And that's around the Germany, world. Germany, yeah. US, probably in the Australia, US, probably well all over the place, right? And in the US, we're well above 2,000 now, which for real installed working systems in the US is actually quite nice. And in Germany, of course, we're, we're much, much larger, half the total fleets in Germany. Mm. <clears throat> but the company started with this concept of building a residential energy storage system from the ground up for residential energy storage, grid tied and grid optimized, right. not off grid. And so this idea was started with Christoph and his partner Tolsten Stiefenhofer who's the technical guy he's the, the inventor and he's also he's an engineer he's an inventor and he's a car mechanic it's a very strange but in Germany they have these combinate combo people yeah. that do these different tinker things. yeah tinker <laughs> so in Wilpotsried which is this little village in Bavaria just east of Munich we started this concept and it was because Christoph and Tolsten were reading all these scientific papers about how truly solar does not have the future, a future even, or the future that it wants to have to help the, the health of the planet and decarbonize the environment without energy storage. It does not work from a scientific perspective. Sure. It, you're, you're not just going to shove solar into the grid every day and think that that magically transitions the grid over to a renewable grid. Mm. You have to, of course, have energy storage to optimize the solar. So he thought, well, this is probably a good idea to start working on this because scientists are talking about how giant batteries are going to be needed. This is 2005 to six. Way, I mean, way we ahead were, of its time. We were still trying to figure out Roadster at this time. I mean, it wasn't even so. So Sonin pioneered this concept. Of course, not everybody's uh, following us, and that's great, expanding the market. But the unique value proposition of Sonin. I mean, that the village of Vilpozrid, where we started, it produces seven times more energy than it uses. It's 100% clean energy and renewable. You can Google energy village, mm -hmm. the energy village in Germany, and you can get this cute little YouTube video about this village of essentially farmers of 1,200 mm -hmm. people who all have, of course, solar and Sonnen. And it's an experiment in the first virtual power plant. Before the, the Sonnen Community VPP, which is the world's first true VPP for residential energy storage, 
ballooned across Germany and around the world. First was just this little village. Mm. And the 1,200 people, these are farmers using biofuels, a cow manure is being used for storing energy in a zone, and mm. it's wild. And they, they export all of that extra energy when needed for demand response for the rest of the grid in Germany. And that is actually where they make a tremendous amount of their revenue now as citizens of the village, <laughs> is on grid services. So you're saying that they, they don't not only produce seven times more energy than they consume, but they actually store seven times They more? store and utilize in an optimized way for the grid, not just shoving it into the grid. For demand response, frequency regulation. We need and, to go there. Okay. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> obviously. Go to Bitcoin Speed, you'll really love it. We I mean, there's gorgeous there. mountains. If you like to ski, it's right by Austria. It's a oh, great. Yeah, yeah. So, so Vilpotslied has really become a neat place to, to show as a proof of concept, and then it expanded around the world. So our unique value proposition is, is our story, the fact that we have this kind of rich, really interesting, purpose-built residential energy storage story. Nothing else is, we don't do commercial, we don't do grid scale, we don't do cars, we don't do just You're very focused. Yeah. 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 And, and then it's the longest lasting, safest battery in the world per house. You know, we're showing here of the many great things about Ecolinks. It's the first battery ever to guarantee 15,000 cycles per house. 15,000 cycle 15, guarantee. Wow, cycles. okay. Nice. Is that a new uh, announcement? Yeah, it's right. all part of Ecolinks. Yeah. We all announced, we, we announced everything around energy automation, Ecolinks, uh, uniquely in the home automation trade show, which is called CDIA, mm -hmm. which was three weeks ago and SPI was second. So just because CD is before SPI, ah. CD got to go first. Yeah. But it was also kind of cool because here we are charging in as it's the first time renewable energy yeah. really is a home automation. Mm. And so let's go to the home automation trade show first. Mm. Yeah. So we went there, we announced everything there, and it ended up working out okay. If you Google oh Ecolinks and CE Pro, so CE Pro is, is like the green tech media of home automation. Mm. And we got so many great, we won an award, which is weird, to win an award in home automation <laughs> well, for the solar industry. show for a product that was brand new to the entire To a category that was brand new. I mean, these are guys who do automated light shades, HVAC security. And all of a sudden now, you're a battery for solar? Okay. And they thought, this is neat. And then we got an article written about us, and we were the busiest booth in the show. I don't know if we actually were the busiest booth, but it was. We'll take it. Well, but it was like, for being a new category and a new product from the renewable energy space, going into home automation. You know, the unique value proposition is the story, the longevity and safety, the fact that we have home automation integration like nobody else, Sony Community Virtual Power Plant, which is the only one in the world that's real and really works for grid services in a broad scale. Uh, the fact that we have a foundation that we started in Puerto Rico mm -hmm. that truly is now helping tens of thousands of people now with our 12 microgrids sustainably. And, and really just the, the final thing that makes Sonin's story special is our partner approach. So we are very, very, very passionate about closely partnering. We are in the industry, whether it's the home automation industry, the solar industry, the home builder industry, the electrical industry, whatever it is, the utilities. Mm -hmm. We partner locally. We deploy salespeople locally to work with all these local contractors and distributors. And we really want to create alliances tactically, which of course is not the strategy for most energy storage companies to invest heavily in people's local businesses. Pink. All right, so that was, um, you know, just a kind of an unbelievable opener right there. You right. Know, I, I found myself trying to keep up with Blake and like just saying, hey, oh, slow down there, buddy. All right, because <laughs> I'm not quite that fast. And, uh, you know, you talked about some really uh, kind of relevant terms, virtual power plant. Did you want to go over that one? Virtual power plant, that's um, the technical 
acronym for um, just a whole lot of people who subscribe to a program and everybody has a little bit of um, generating capacity you have solar on your roof it's not like a giant field but taken together you are a power plant and so it's just distributed around the grid but these systems all talk to each other and can be controlled in a way that make it act like one large power plant. Right, right. And, and a big part of this conversation was the background of Sonin and then this marriage of these industries coming together and then going to that trade show about the uh, smart, the home, the home automation. automation stuff, yeah. And But now we actually, in this next section, we're actually going to dig into kind of the meat of how this operates, right? Mm -hmm. And uh, smart configurable backup is our title for the section, right? Yep. So uh, this is where he starts to really get into how this thing functions. And then we actually got a chance to see the, the, the model at one point too. Right. Um, so this is, yeah, exactly what you said. This is how the system functions in different scenarios and what it, what it can really control. So I was 15 years in home automation, which is why some of these things are, are happening. Mm -hmm. um, and so when I left, both of us actually, she was a, a company called Lutron Electronics, mm -hmm. which oh, yeah. is the world leader in controlled mm -hmm. lighting and shades. Yeah, right. And yeah. so we left Lutron. Very I familiar. Left, I, play, yeah. I, I play with them a lot. And you have Lutron, I'm sure. Yes. Yay. <laughs> <laughs> so now your battery you can work with Lutron. Yay. Oh, 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 you're nice. uh -huh. so, <laughs> for you. Yeah. Yep. So I left Lutron, went to Tesla, realized, wow, energy and home automation really need to talk closer. Right. There's yeah. so much yeah. nonsense in the energy industry about, yeah, someday the smart home will work with solar. <laughs> right. And it's, I don't know, what are you talking about? Well, a Philips Hue light bulb, you're going to make the light bulb turn blue? That helps demand response? I don't get it. Amazon Alexa, but what are you telling Alexa to do? I don't get it. Right. So, you know, I really believe that you could put these things together. And that was the genesis of Ecolinks and energy automation. Wow. Okay, so I want to jump right into this yes. and understand what's going on with Ecolinks. Can, can we map this out? Can yes. You get me there with you, Anna? So yeah. the, the very, very high level is that we are making it fun to use your clean energy. It's not fun to just make energy with a solar panel and then even if you have a battery and then you're told all these things about how you're supposed to use your energy. Hey, you know, if you really want to be super carbon neutral, you're going to turn down your thermostat in peak periods and you're going to, you know, try to move your, your loads to off peak and, and people are going to have to think about this and let's just be frank, very few people are going to execute on this. Mm -hmm. I could see almost the consumer get like a busy kind of like guilt kind of thing like, right. oh, now I got to do what all this. What am I supposed to do? Yeah. 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 Anxiety exactly. that starts to create. Yeah, yeah, if you right? believe in like carbon neutral living and energy independence and a clean energy future, like you, you want to do these things, but I don't think people are doing it. Yeah. So yeah. what Ener what Ecolinks does is does it all for you, makes it super fun, and basically artificial intelligence that so makes your home. Gamifying it? What are you up to? Yes. What's going on with Ecolinks? <laughs> Gamifying it. Because we got to make. Because guys, we got to make this. This is part of the problem, right? We got to make this super fun, and easy people to understand. Because what we actually did is really complex, but we don't want people to think it's complex. Right. What we did is take a ton mm -hmm. of code that we wrote and a ton of processing power to make everything in a house work with a battery and a solar panel. Right. Well, but we don't want to say it that way. I mean, I'll explain it to you guys, but to the to the end user, we want to say this is just energy automation, which is basically making clean energy fun and using some artificial intelligence and maybe some gamifying it. <laughs> so basically what you're doing, if you can imagine it, there's three different major applications. One of them is smart configurable backup power. Mm -hmm. The other one is predictive weather analytics. Mm -hmm. And the other one is intelligent demand control. This is all very technical stuff. Yeah. Making it sound easy is what we want to go towards, but just to kind of decodify it all for you guys, well, from a technical perspective, let's just go through a, st a story, a scenario. Yeah. So let's say your power goes, power's about to go out. You don't actually know this, but maybe it's going to go out soon. Ecolinks is going to tell you, look, there's a storm coming. 
there's a high probability yeah. your power is going to come out. So if it's Hawaii or if it's Puerto Rico, Florida, this is very useful. Danger will North Robinson. Carolina. Yeah, very Whatever. Absolutely. <clears throat> so the first thing that's going to tell you to do is you should probably stop daily cycling your battery. Forget yeah. cycling. Let's get your backup power reservation to 100%. So this is very important because Typically, a battery has a backup power reservation. If you set it at 20% or whatever, and you're cycling like this, well, the power goes out at 20%, you know, there's not much battery left. Or you could say, well, you know, this battery is fully just for backup power. Well, that's sad, too, because then the battery just sits there just and never cycles. There forever? Yeah, that doesn't make but sense. But because right? you want this thing ready. And that's actually detrimental for the chemistry. Anyway. You're right, it's detrimental <laughs> to the chemistry. Please cycle me. Yeah. Okay, so now, don't have to do any of that nonsense. You can daily cycle, and if the weather is coming that's bad, fine, let's go ahead and and get you 100%. Well, getting you 100% fast could be very key for the storm coming. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna do some load shedding right away just to help with that. Mm -hmm. So we're gonna drop the automated window treatments that we control. Because it's amazing to me that we both come from Lutron, so it's like, ah, the, the, the energy industry kind of missed this one, yeah. okay? Solar radiation is good for solar panels. It's bad for the window. Yeah. So the window, and everybody loves windows. I mean, people love it. You look at construction, oh my God, windows, bigger and bigger and bigger. I was talking to these guys from Texas last night. Everyone's bigger in Texas. We got bigger windows. Okay, fine. <laughs> <laughs> we got big Texas windows. Bigger, bigger conditioners, too. Whatever. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so your conditioning stress, which is the biggest load in the home, is enormous because of solar radiation. So let's drop the shade. Okay, let's yeah. shed some light. And we can do, because of what's called the square law of dimming. So when you dim a light, your pupils dilate and let in more light. So, of course, a Lutron, we have this down as a science, which is if I dim a light slowly, like in a nice restaurant, you don't know what's happening. Mm -hmm. So I can go from 100% down to about 62 over a couple of minutes, and the human eye doesn't even know what's happening. If you walked in and out of the room, you would know, mm -hmm. but otherwise you don't. Why is this key? Well, because I can pretty much crush the, the lighting load and get that down 30, 40%. I'll do some other stuff, I'll change the temperature. That are not um, creating, creating like a, a inconvenience. Yeah. So this, this, is, this is really this AI piece, right? This is all artificial intelligence in the sense that we wrote all the algorithms and the code in so that the homeowner never has to think about any of this. It's just gonna happen. And we'll do some other yeah. fun stuff, like obviously we're gonna change the thermostat, we're gonna do whatever to get you up to 100% fast. So then you're at 100%, great. Then the power goes out. We flip the ATS. As a guy who knows solar installations, oh my God, you're gonna love this. We have eliminated the protected loads panel forever and all the wiring needed around it. Wonderful. Yeah, so <laughs> we are controlling from Ecolink's energy automation software, the Eaton Smart Breaker. Uh -huh. And the Eaton Smart Breaker is this wonderfully yeah. developed breaker that has been sitting in utility labs for two years and nobody's using it right. And I'm like, what in the world? Why not use this for these use cases? Mm -hmm. So anyway, so you put the smart breakers in as a solar installer instead of protector loads panel. Customers are gonna love you because it's a better product and you don't need the protect loads panel. Protect loads panel obviously tells you, look, if you want a few things on this thing, we gotta wire it that way. If you're gonna want a lot of things on this protect loads panel, we gotta wire it this way. And by the way, if you want a lot of things, your backup powers aren't gonna last very long. <laughs> if you want a few <laughs> things, and you have that painful conversation. There's nothing good about it. There's nothing good about this conversation. <laughs> yeah. This is a not fun conversation. I don't get my whole house, yeah, and then I don't get a lot want. of power pick energy. Pick the things, you want things that are good for it. Pick the things you want to lose. I love it, man. That's another good one. Thank you. Anyway, so. So bottom line is, what we're going to do is we're going to use some magic dust, it's all programming, but here's the magic dust. The Eaton Smart Breaker tells us how much current, how much amperage, the voltage, everything that's going through the circuit. We use a predictive algorithm and we use the algorithm for measuring power to say, okay, this is how much power and energy this circuit used in the last three hours. This is how much the solar is producing right now. This is the state of charge of the battery. No modeling, no nonsense. This is exactly how much time you would have in backup if you had 
this many loads versus this many versus this many. We want to make it easy for the homeowner, so we're not giving them a million choices. Mm -hmm. So instead, it's just three choices. Do you want a lot of loads for three hours, medium loads for six hours, mm. or a few loads and get through the night on stored sunlight and have perpetual backup power? And it's your virtual PLP, Protected Loads Panel, and you just choose one. It's a storm. It's like literally a storm. I'm going to pick the get through the night on stored sunlight. Let's bottle up that solar and keep it as long as that. Or it's a rolling blackout. Like I, I'm not worried about this. Power's going to come back on in probably an hour. We'll just throttle down a little. I'm going to I'm going to go ahead and take the big package. Right. And then you don't have to think about it. It's done. And then the, the Eaton Smart Breakers, of course, adjust based on your choices. And all the rest of the circuits are remained open breaker. But of course, these are literally smart breakers that have an RF transceiver in them mm -hmm. and are talking to Ecolinks and open and close based on the, our whim. So this is the magic of smart configurable backup. Did, I mean, are we following this here, fellas? <laughs> this is something really outside of the realm of what we thought was possible just a week ago. Sure, absolutely. I mean, I, I knew all, a lot of this home automation stuff existed. Drop your shades automatically. You know, it's too bright in the house, whatever else. Um, some really expensive homes have all this stuff. Um, it is getting cheaper. It has always been getting cheaper and more more um, stable <laughs> over mm -hmm. time. But the key piece for me was those breakers. That's yeah. that's unbelievably different. I mean, if you're matching, yeah, yeah. Explain, I mean, explain what a protected loads panel is real quick and why we don't want one. Well, in, in many <laughs> cases, these systems, these storage devices, they have a certain power capability and we can, we can manage a certain amount of critical loads rather than the whole house load. Right? right. It has that capability. So what they're doing is they're saying, we're going to swap out the panel. We're going to put in a smart panel and we're going to basically toggle down loads in response to data or decisions to match the capability of the system. So it, right, it's but it doesn't require you to break down walls and rewire yeah, the, the house. Yeah, there's, there's, there's a couple, there's a whole complexity of installation component and expensive installation component that's being foregone, that's being lost here, right? You're eliminating right. that. I mean, right. you know, the, the, it's an investment in the smart panel, but you're not having to do all the that the, That the is the thing, that is something that needs to be said. The breakers are not cheap. Um, hundreds, but it's hundreds of dollars instead of like $30. Yeah, but it's approachable. <laughs> I mean, the cost of a, of a sub panel for these kinds of things can be, like, it's a lot of labor involved in that. So it yeah, seems absolutely. like one would balance out the other. Very much and, so. And, um, you know, so if, you, if, you, if you're starting to get a a picture of this uh, here, folks. You're looking at this kind of smart house uh, system that's that's getting you prepared for weather events, that's tapping into the cloud and saying, what's coming? Okay, let's make some decisions together. I mean, this is really a, a step a, a step far beyond, you know, glorified remote controls that change the color of your lights and your shades and stuff. This is yeah. asking what kind of decisions should we make given the events that are happening around us? And that is what blew my mind here. Yeah, absolutely fantastic, cool stuff. And it works because, I mean, this technology has been around. The, the protocol is, is open and works and uh, and it's been around. And I just got a <laughs> Text from my uh, my good buddy uh, Mark. You know we've done about six solar systems for you, Mark, mm -hmm. right? And he goes, "I'm ready to be the test house for this right now." He says. Okay. <laughs> of course, he's, of course he's looking it. for a deal, guys. So, right. <laughs> so, so that's that's what the that's what the EcoLink can do for your home. Uh, the next segment, actually, going back to that virtual power plant kind of concept, is um, what it can do for the grid as a whole. Back to the community. Demand intelligent control. demand control is the next one, and intelligent demand control, of course, is much more around grid science. And it's much more about what we really what we believe in. It's our heart, which is the future and the energy transition and the grid of the future. Really trying to say that it, you don't just plop solar panels on a roof and think that you're going to decarbonize the environment. Mm -hmm. If you really want to fight for a, a you know a, a climate positive home that decarbonizes and leads to the health of the planet, we need to be smarter about everything. And what does that mean? Well, okay, as a scenario. In, so we look at the, predict, the, the predictive weather analytics and say it's going to be a bad solar day mm -hmm. tomorrow. Okay, 
well, we're not going to be able to store enough, <clears throat> bottle enough sunshine to charge the battery. Yep. So we're going to need to charge from the grid. And there is a financial and a grid science and decarbonizing purpose for charging from the grid, right? We want to charge during super off peak, 2 a.m. to 5 a.m. maybe. Usually it's a time like that, depending on the utility and the time of use rate. Mm -hmm. And we're going to do that because it's cheaper and cleaner base load energy that otherwise would have been curtailed. We build that energy anyway, and we're shoving it into the ground all over the country every night, gigawatt hours. What a waste. I'm going to take that energy out of a garbage can, and I'm going to redeploy it against the peak period. And of course, de-stress the grid and lower carbon footprint dramatically by using less peak load, peaker plants, and the expensive dirty energy of the peak period. So I just need to know how much I need to charge the night before. The predictive weather analytics helps me. Your solar is going to be pansy tomorrow. Let's go ahead and charge like 80% from the grid during super off-peak. No, the solar is going to be awesome tomorrow. Let's just get like 20% just to be safe. Maybe I don't need anything from the grid. I'll just go all solar, time shifting. So then the solar uh, happens, of course, it's great. And then right before the peak period, we're going to shift loads over from the peak to the partial peak or off peak. So as an example, we're going to pre-cool your home. Mm -hmm. So we're not going to make your home nasty and hot mm -hmm. during peak period, which as you know, this is what people hate. Yes. And A, they want to do the right thing, but it's hot and they don't like that. And B, they got to actually do it themselves, which is also not cool. So instead, don't worry about any of that. We are going with the BTUs in space, we measure it for you and make sure that if we're going to pre-cool, the algorithm says, okay, let's get this house down to like 62 right now because we have abundant base load right now. It's yep. cheap and clean, let's use it. Mm -hmm. And then when peak period comes, your house is still cool, yep. especially if your house is well built. If it's not well built, then this argument isn't as good. But if your house is well built and it's insulated, then you're going to have a cool home and you, we, can, we can actually totally shed load on the thermostat, turn it, turn it to 76. But if you understand HVAC, you know it's not going to actually be 76. It's going to be cool. It wouldn't kick on the AC until 76, which is going to take quite some time. Hopefully yeah, people don't understand even... a lot about that. You know, it's, just, it's, it's not just the air that you're cooling. It's all the material, the walls, the floors. I have this giant cement slab actual yeah. floor in my house it is the biggest ballast in my house yeah. <laughs> it's exactly what it is so when you're doing that you're cooling everything in there and even when the AC kicks off because you said it's a 76 everything everything else in there is still chilled you're right so you've almost got like a whole battery the whole enclosure of the house is a battery yeah thermal management so the, so the end of this story is basically that you know, we, we, we load shifted. Now we also want to load shed, of course, during peak periods. We don't want to do a little peak shave or anything. We want to actually peak flood. So we'll completely become invisible to the grid during peak periods. How are we going to do that? We shape your load to the output of the battery. It is goofy to think that you can actually accomplish this without energy automation because the battery only has so much output power in the, in the inverter. Of course, the inverter has so much output capacity. This means that if your load is higher than that, you're going to pull from the grid. Mm -hmm. And if you're on a deep TOU rate, then you thought you were doing mm -hmm. the right thing, you're actually going to be buying power at an expensive rate still. Right. So that's not good. If you really want to do this right, you have to become invisible to the grid during peak period. Mm -hmm. And so we are going to do everything in our toolbox to shed enough load without you being uncomfortable to match your load to my battery's output or less. This way, you're not pulling anything. So I'm going to lower shades again. I'm going to lower some lights slowly. I'm going to do the thermostat. I'll get rid of some nonsense as long as you're okay with it. You know, I'll get rid of your jacuzzi jet or something stupid, and I'll make sure that it's your load shaped and it's all done for you. Now, if you want to sign up, that's just in daily cycling with a TOU rate. If you want to sign up for a demand response program, utilities are digging this so much right now. We're, you know, weeks away from a major announcement with a utility for true demand response and virtual power plant control of our fleet. So. Obviously, they can say, just shed a megawatt now. 
if it's on the power side or a megawatt hour on the energy side. And how do they accomplish it? Well, they might not care how we accomplish it. Just do it. So it's a combination of the battery discharge and the load shedding. Whereas before, they would just have a smart thermostat to call on and they make your, your house hot. And they did it right during peak period and people hate them. Hate mm. them. And they say, people are like, get me out of that stupid demand response program. I don't like how hot my house is. Mm -hmm. right? Just so, turn off your, your... That's what they do. Cooling, they yeah. just, yeah, it's a peak period and they go... <laughs> So now they're gonna call on our fleet and our energy automation system, and we've already, we're already ready, man. Mm. We're gonna do all these things, we're gonna give them their megawatt, homeowner gets all kinds of financial benefit from that, but it's not gonna be the end of the world from a comfort perspective. Yeah. And sure. the final tier is, of course, if you aggregate hundreds or thousands of houses together in a, in, a in a cluster, and the utility makes a deal with us for a virtual power plant software layer, which we have in Germany, and we're about to announce uh, here in the US uh, in a few weeks. Uh, then the, the utility can control the whole cluster and can say, I, I, like, I literally need a megawatt right now, right? Mm. Not I need a, two kilowatts from you mm. and two kilowatts from you. I mean, instead, it's I need a megawatt. And then the virtual power plant software layer handles it all. And at the tactical level, the energy automation is handling it, not just from the solar and storage, but from the loads, right, by, by shaping the loads. So that is energy automation. And, of course, to a homeowner, what we basically want to say is this is a fun way of using your clean energy. It's going to lower your bill the most. It's going to give you the most energy security, backup power, and energy independence. You're building your own clean energy and using it and actually controlling how it gets used with AI. And you're going to see cool things happen, like your shades are automatically going to go down and your lights are going to slowly change. It's not going to mess with you at all. And it's going to utilize your energy in a cool, fun, and convenient way. Without okay. sacrificing comfort. Okay, got it. Like not in, not so I'm other, other those super, super high loads in the, in the house. So. Is, first of all, I got to ask you this: a hard question. Is the protocol open? Can other manufacturers? I'm thinking um, hot water, refrigerators, these types of things. Yes. You could pre-chill that. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Good so, thing, so, you know? so this is a be beautiful. Okay. So, in a very, very short answer, concise, because I've told you the whole story now. Our energy automation software is based in the home automation industry, the real home automation industry, not, you know, again, like on Alexa and, and, and just a Nest thermostat. They're part of the whole story, mm -hmm. but they're not the story. So the vision in the home automation industry, which the energy industry was never utilizing, is to have open protocol that controls everything. Mm -hmm. So our energy automation software is built to control anything and everything in a house. You want to do cool stuff for the environment that's not even about solar? You want to do water management? Yes. Yes. You want to control sprinkler timing? Yes. No problem. Everything, the answer is yes. And you might be thinking that's hard to believe. No, it's not. We're literally taking existing technology from the home automation space, the higher end home automation space, and bringing it down in price and also repurposing it, not just to you know create beautiful home theaters and audio systems and stuff. Instead, it's for energy. But the technology can control anything and everything. So we have the ability to write code per house, mm -hmm. do whatever we want. And we have a programmer that'll do it for the solar contractor. So the solar contractor could literally be like, hey, I want to do this cool energy automation. And through Sonin, we oh, literally deploy nice. a person. Re regional specific service you want to offer. And we deploy a person, and the solar contractor doesn't have to do anything except sell the concept. Right, right. And then this, the programmer will do it all. Whoa. So if you caught that, folks, we're talking, I mean, not only are we talking about uh, this amazing home automation system that's that's really functioning like home automation, but also virtual power plant capabilities. So being getting prepared for that whole world. And then, uh, you know, now they're talking about a platform.
platform where they're saying, hey, get any ideas? We'd like to be able to help facilitate that. Right. And so they're deploying, they, he was saying that we're out there, out there in the space. They're deploying software guys all over the place to help someone like you who has installed a Sonin system to really configure it because they're going to run into things just like we were saying at the head of the show. We don't know all the interesting intricacies that are going to come from having all these renewables on the grid and they'll be able to alter the programming um, regionally specifically mm -hmm. to whatever you want as a homeowner and whatever the, is really dictated by the region where the, the system is. But unbelievably fantastic stuff. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, when we, I, are, we are living in the future. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I cannot wait to try all this stuff. So, sure. you know, really, it's just so exciting. And, you know, when we think about the opportunity to integrate batteries to the existing 60 or so, we now be saying 80,000 NEMS mm -hmm. out yep. there. I'm not sure if that 80,000 yep. number includes CSSs and CTSs. I'm pretty, sure, I'm pretty sure it does, right? But, now. you know, the point being, the, the, the solar systems that are out there, this is an interesting choice, right? Because you're, you're coming in, you're saying, hey, okay, we're going to get, you know, provide access to battery backup for safety. That's been the pitch so far, right? Mm -hmm. We're going to do it in a way that we're not going to have to go for, you know, tear up your infrastructure, put in a critical loads panel. Mm -hmm. We're going we're gonna to do it in a manner where um, we are able to almost increase the the quality of how you live in your home. I yeah. mean, you're, you're, you're adding value to how you live. You're creating a lifestyle that is uh, more and more uh, attractive and kind of, you know, um, livable. I don't know, it's just, it's it's so exciting. Yeah, I said, living in the future, it sounds futuristic, how they describe everything, but we, we saw it function, it works today. Unbelievably cool. Can you buy today? You can. Wow. Yeah, actually, I'm <laughs> having a conversation today with one of our staff members and talking about, you know, what's available at the moment. And I'm like, I'm pretty sure you can have access to this, you know, right now. Yeah, and the and home then, and, and all the automation stuff has existed for years. Right. It's just no one was paying attention. And the one, one question <laughs> that they come up with was the inverters that were inside the package. Sure. Were they uh, HECO uh, approved? And yep. my assumption is they haven't changed the inverter out. So in which case, if they're still working with the, the off-the-shelf inverter they're working with before, it should be uh, ready for, you know, currently approved and ready okay. to go. Oh, so. and, and that's a process. I mean, if someone wants to sell in the state of Hawaii, then they're going to have to get on the list like everybody else. Yeah. It's, there's a process well, they that's are, there for that. Yeah, their inverter in the past has been on the list, yeah. Yeah. and so I, I assume that's a, the same for thing here. There's okay. no reason to change it at the moment. So uh, you want to touch base on this new, the future focus? Yay. Let's do future focus once. Oh, okay. Once um, a year. <laughs> great, great cool news story across the desk. Artificial enzymes convert solar energy into hydrogen. Of course, yay, I like hydrogen. it. Yeah, <laughs> yay, hydrogen, because me. Uh, <laughs> yay, science. Yay, science. Um, this, this is good. So researchers have synthesized an artificial enzyme and they stuck it into these little microbial organisms and it generates hydrogen from the photo uh, from photosynthesis from, so sunlight. Hydrogen, from sunlight so you're getting that that hydrogen gas directly and that's different than the electrolysis it's right? different than electrolysis right. correct right. so really really cool stuff so, folks this is on sciencedaily.com if you want to read it obviously we're not going to have time to go through all of it but this is cool anytime you mention hydrogen we get excited and here's another way to store sunlight in a very dense uh, right it's a nice nice high energy form exactly <laughs> <Okay>. that alright <laughs> cool. for that ends the first of our SPI interview shows this is going to be a mini series going on for many the next more to couple come. Weeks. Many yeah, more to we've come. We've got so many. A couple Thank months you again maybe. <laughs> to everybody we met out there. Uh, really looking forward to talking to you guys again. Definitely inspirational space. Feel really privileged to be a part of the industry. So hey, folks, this has been the Solar Coaster, sponsored by Maui Solar Project, Tabuchi Electric America, Sonam Battery, Pika Energy, and Sundrum Solar. Have a great uh, weekend and aloha Friday. Aloha Maui. Have a good one.